Welcome to the Companion Chapel Everyday Bible Study Broadcast. My name is Mike, coming to you from the Great Lakes area of beautiful Ontario, Canada, on this gorgeous Wednesday, February 7th, 2024. Coming right up, it is the book of Acts, chapter 11, which is nothing more than a review of Acts chapter 10, three times for emphasis to try and teach us something here. Don't you get on your high horse. And this is for Peter. Don't you get on your high horse and think you're too good to teach the Bible to somebody. Don't call them common or unclean. Common means profane. Now, if they're bringing their ideologies to you, like another church system comes into your house or you go into another church system and their ideologies are outside the Word of God, they can't document what they're saying in the Word of God. Then... You have to govern yourself accordingly, but it's not about pointing fingers. It's about perhaps, okay, you guys have these ideologies. I have this in my heart. Well, I've kept it. I protect it. I read this book chapter by chapter, verse by verse. Be a man, woman, or child of God and understand this is the perfect truth, our Lord Jesus Christ, the author of salvation, perfect in righteousness, perfect in trustworthiness. And a lot of people put traditions of men that make void the word of God into the Bible, and it looks religious. That's what this is all about in the Bible. In these chapters, over and over again, do not be deceived by some religious sideshow. It looks holy. It sounds holy. Those motivational Christian speakers, they're not pastors or preachers. They're motivational speakers using the Bible as a random book of quotes. Woe unto them. Woe unto them. We pray for everybody in the whole human family. But if someone comes here and they're, they're just gone their whole lives, as a like a reprobate, just a so evil person. Say some evil people come here, but they're saying, listen, Michael, we want to learn the Bible. I'm not going to go and tee off on them and say, what about all the stuff you've been doing on planet Earth? What about the way you conduct yourself? No, that's forbidden in the Bible. They want to learn the Bible? Hey, many-member body of Christ. All the angels rejoice when one of us repents because God wants his children back. They want their brothers and sisters back to cohabitate with God in his circuits of time as it's written in Psalms chapter 90. And if you don't want to obey God's truth, the way, the light, the Lord Jesus Christ, you don't have to. That's your free will choice. You can go play somewhere else for an eternity. Knock yourself out, man. Here we go. Here's the rules. This is the employee compliance form right here to get back into the kingdom of heaven. Now, please turn with me in your Bibles to Acts chapter 11. Please first consider your part as you're turning with me to Acts chapter 11. Your part in the many-membered body of Christ. I set up the Companion Chapel as a registered nonprofit ministry to guarantee to anybody that wants to support this ministry that all provisions provided are to be utilized for God's purposes, not for me. I have minus 10 cents in my bank account, and if that's the way she goes for the rest of my life, I don't care as long as I have the basic necessities of life and am able to do this to serve you and serve the Lord Jesus Christ. That's my calling. Now, God's grace comes with the sacrificial action. Don't cheapify God's word. It's like if I, back in the 90s, Pastor Arnold Murray was there for me on TV. I never even got to meet the guy. Mid-90s, sitting there watching TV, not even watching TV, staring at the ceiling. I was in a bad state. I was in such a bad place. I had to look up to see hell. And there's this old TV there, probably that I found, the bunny ears, 3 in the morning. I'm listening, not really listening, just not paying attention in my own little world. And all of a sudden, Pastor Arnold Murray comes on from the Shepherd's Chapel. Are you kidding me? I'll never forget it. There was an old envelope on there, probably an unpaid hydro bill, and I grabbed a pen. And I was writing down what he was saying. Chapter by chapter, verse by verse, I was writing it down. And then I couldn't, I could, well, who was that? I couldn't figure it out. A year, that year, I read the Bible. 
And then I found him again. I called Shepherd's Chapel and said, is there a school or something you guys have? And Dennis answered. And it was like, Dennis didn't answer. A secretary answered and went to Dennis. I recognized his voice right away. I was like, is there a school or anything? He goes, no, but you can buy these cassette tapes if you want, right? You know, you got to cover the charge. I bought them all. I bought them all, studied them all, and supported that pastor preacher. I supported the Shepherd's Chapel because they were there for me because other people were supporting it. That's how the many-member body of Christ works. People support God's word getting out there telling the truth what if nobody sent any money to the shepherd's chapel then i never would have heard the truth i would have been long dead by now spiritually dead and physically dead thank you for those people that supported the shepherd's chapel and now consider supporting the companion chapel it's not for me i don't want nothing i don't need nothing it's to help get some marketing here get some better equipment here this computer's going to crap out this microphone it's not actually that old, but somebody complained about it and said, uh, I'm yelling into it. Well, sorry, not sorry. I, you know, trying my best here. I'll try and keep it away a little bit. Anyways, let's go to Acts chapter 11. You can go to companionchapel.com, registered nonprofit ministry, whatever God-given talent you have. God expects you to use it in the many-member body of Christ. Help glorify, magnify, and broadcast God's saving word. Help get the message of Christ's love out to a hurting world. I was one of those hurting people. And if people weren't supporting Shepherd's Chapel back then, he wouldn't have never been able to buy TV time. He would have never, he would have just been having his own Bible study at his kitchen table. It never would have got anywhere. It's about glorifying, magnifying, and broadcasting God's saving word to a hurting world, not discriminating against anybody that wants to hear the word of God. That's the Great Commission. So this is what Peter had to go through here. And don't forget, in Galatians chapter 2, Paul comes along and has to give Peter a harsh tune-up about thinking you're too good to teach people God's word. You know, if they're asking. Yeah, but don't cast your pearls before swine. Cornelius sent up three people, three chosen vessels, and they were carrying a lot of ideologies with them. I said, Peter, kill, eat, sacrifice is the word there, and, and partake of what they have. Imagine Peter would have been walking around. You know, he didn't have any money. He didn't have hardly nothing, right? And these guys, these dignitaries from this guy Cornelius, who has a hundred soldiers that he's in charge with, plus a huge household. It would have been a compound full of servants and and his friends and his kinfolk cornelius a good man and here comes here comes uh, uh peter just after his you know christ got crucified they're going after the church and and cornelius bows down to him are you kidding me i could have went to peter's head in so many ways or peter could, could have said i'm not going over there to teach that guy the bible it's obedience God has a calling for all of us. Whatever gift you have in the many-member body of Christ, you have to use it or it's not a gift at all. Here we are, chapter 11 of the book of Acts. And the apostles and the brethren that were in Judea heard that the Gentiles had also received the word of God. Okay, so, for whomsoever will. And when Peter was come up out of Jerusalem, they that were of the circumcision contended with him. Here we go with this circumcision, non-circumcision again. It's not circumcision of the male parts, okay? That was a specific thing back in, uh, for Abraham, let's go through, let's go through um, Isaac, Jacob, into Moses, into the captivity. It was a scar to show, okay, these are, this, these are these people. It was a sign of obedience, but throughout the Bible, starting in Deuteronomy, runs a thread through the Bible. Circumcision is of the heart. It's of the ears. You've, you've opened yourself up to letting God's love, God's truth, God's ways, God's doctrine into you to affect your thoughts, your intents, your actions, to meta. Meta means to walk amongst your mental disposition. The Lord Jesus Christ, not some social media uh, 
propaganda. Anyways, watch out for that word meta. Okay, so these guys want to come up here and they're going to start. Hey, we're scripture lawyers here and we've read back in there. Like we didn't really read the whole Bible, but we tried and we're looking for two point fingers at somebody and saying, uh, thou wentest to men uncircumcised and did you eat with them? Pointing fingers. Say, Peter, who do you think you are? Like, uh, we have some rules here. These are man's laws. Don't forget what man's laws do. The laws of the Jewish Pharisees. That was the laws of the churchy church of the time, right? The churchy church laws. They just added tons of laws. That's in the book of Galatians too. Paul says we're not bound by those laws, man. The laws of the Pharisees and Sadducees. That's the lead clergy of the time and their followers. Not God's laws. Man's laws create division, disorder, distrust, pandemonium. Just creates chaos. God's laws create unity and peace. Back to a place of peace beyond our present comprehension. These guys want to start a fight here. They're looking for, they're just looking to start, you know, start something. I'm going to try not to swear anymore. But Peter rehearsed the matter from the beginning and expounded it by order unto them, saying, this word, uh, eat, by the way, in verse 3 is, you sat down and had, you sat down and had a grilled cheese sandwich with them. You know, it's not the same word as eat back in verse, uh, in chapter 10. Two other words, eat there. That's a deeper study for a, a, another day. If you want to come out here and have a Bible study, you get a hold of me at companionchapel at gmail.com. And we have a Bible study here every morning. In the wintertime, there's nobody here. But in the summer, there's a couple trailers, and you can come out here, no problem. So get a hold of me at companionchapel at gmail.com. There's 77 acres of land here. You can camp here. It's just gorgeous. There's a huge river running through the property in the back. And there's lots to do. Okay, it starts off with Bible study first. Uh, but rehearse the matter. Okay, Peter's thinking, hey, these guys are coming at me. Okay, here we go. I was in the city of Joppa praying. I'm praying to God. I'm not sitting there at a bar. You know, I'm not sitting there uh, with my buddies playing cards, smoking cigarettes and doing whatever, right? I'm praying to God in a trance. I saw a vision. That means to discern clearly a certain vessel. And remember how vessel is used going back to Acts chapter 9, verse 15. Hey, this guy Saul is a chosen vessel. We're talking about people here. That's the way Luke used the word. Vessel is a person. That's what you carry. You got your spirit and your soul. Your soul is an energy. Your spirit is an energy. Together they make up your identity. It's your vessel. Your soul is your life force. And your spirit is the intellect of your soul. Okay, you're seeing this. Now, right now, we're spiritual beings going through what? A flesh experience, which is an epic drag man because we're here for one reason and let's see you have your chance you have your time what are you going to do with it well, let's see what happens here i'm getting i'm i digress a little bit there but here we have a certain vessel that's somebody i had a great sheet mega sheet man this guy was really dressed up flash because he's representing a dignitary this sheet is fine white linen clothes it's auth oneo auth one in the greek and that's what it means. It's not a tablecloth because we know from 1028, God showed me that I should not call any man common and unclean. He's, that's profane and unclean. Remember Ezekiel 44, verse 23. Teach my difference. Teach my people the difference between holy and profane. And this word profane is kol. In the Hebrew, it means common. It, in the noun, in the verb, it's kaal. It's defiled. That's what Satan did. He defiled the sanctuary in Ezekiel chapter 28, verse 18. Caused to discern between clean and unclean. 
So don't get thrown off by this word common. It has nothing to do with God changing the food laws and saying, Hey, that grilled cheese sandwich needs some bacon on it. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. No, no change of food laws here. Okay, man, any man uncommon or unclean. Not uh, any menu. Okay, let's go here. Let's try and stay on subject. And, okay. And it came unto me upon which I had fastened my eyes and I considered myself four-footed beasts and of the earth and all wild beasts and creepy things and fowls of the air. I swear, man, whoever translated this back in 1611 drank beer. There's no doubt about it. Listen, it goes like this. Upon which when I fastened my eyes, I considered myself all four-footed animals, okay, of the earth. And therion in the Greek. That means dangerous system of things. Ongoing dangerous system of things. This word is never used in in um this word therion is always used through the Bible as a dangerous system of things. It's never used as a dumb animal, even in other literature. Therion, ongoing dangerous system of things. It's a trap. Okay, see the biblical usage of these words so you can find the context you see a glossary form when you see these words 336 times you'll find the word beasts in the bible okay 336 coming from translated from 20 different words and 21 if you count the phrase okay so you have to go back and say 20 different words that meant 20 different things okay here when we see this word wild beast wilds added beast is therion okay this had dangerous systems in their mind it's a trap be careful and creepy things and fowls of the air while well, we run a glossary thread back to Genesis chapter 1 verse 24 and 26 and what do you find these are things God created and you're not to worship things God created because then mankind takes those things and creates ideologies around them and idolizes them okay this is the big warning and then we want the glossary link for understanding this very verse is in Romans chapter 1 it's only a couple pages over and I wasn't planning on going there what did they do there's no excuse not to not to observe that God is the creator and to worship God. No excuse. Romans chapter 1. Here's your glossary link to understanding this verse here. Unlike mainstream Christians, Hollywood Christians that over there try and tell me, no, this here means that we're allowed to have a pork dinner at Easter. And I'm just like, that's so sad. I pray for everybody. Like, how can you be so biblically illiterate? How is that possible unless you're willingly biblically illiterate? Satan defiled the sanctuary. Don't develop a emotional attachment to that preacher, pastor, dude behind the pulpit if he's not teaching the Bible. You know, he's leading you astray. And there's lots of rules. Ezekiel chapter 44, where I just documented from, what happens to those people? Judgment starts at the pulpit but also goes down, who supported that guy? How's that guy standing there every week doing that? No excuse. No excuse. As it's written here, Romans chapter 1, verse 20. I have no excuse. Because when they had known God, they glorified not as God, neither were they thankful, and became vain in their ideologies, that's imaginations, and foolish, and their heart was darkened. There you have it. That's what's happening. These people are coming to Peter, looking for the truth. But what they have in this sheet, in their vessel, they're bound, as it says in chapter 10. They're bound by these ideologies, worshiping created things. Hey, we got a lot of money here. We got a lot of stuff. We're going to worship this. I mean, we have faith in this. This is what's going to give us salvation. Things money can buy and things that we create ourselves through our darkened heart, our ideologies. 
Things money, things money can't buy. Manners, morals, respect. I say this all the time. Common sense, trust. Class, integrity, love, faith, salvation. You can't buy salvation. You can't buy contentment. You can, people say, I can buy happiness. Oh, yeah, when I get that new pickup truck, that's going to make me happy. Just, yeah, park beside me at Walmart and see how happy you are after that. I'll tell you that much, okay? Like, it's all junk. It all... All this material things, the emptiness of the material world will not make you happy. It's the curse on Cain. Hey, you, the cur your curse, Cain, is all your longings and wantings will rule over you. You're going to give up the best hours, the best minutes of the best hours of the best days of the best years of your life in some unsatisfying job, living a life of quiet desperation because you're trying to fill an inner void with the emptiness of the material world where God tells us, assemble yourselves, my peculiar people. He tells us through the book of Acts over and over so far and throughout the Bible that we are to come together and take care of each other and, you know, come together and take care of each other. Hey, that's in this chapter too. If I can move it along here. And I heard a voice saying unto me, Arise, Peter, slay and eat. Why didn't the translator just put kill like he did in the last chapter? It's the same word. It doesn't mean slay or kill. It means sacrifice. And I'm looking for the word right now. Thero. It's a verb. Emulate. It has a verb. It has the object with it in the manuscripts. It means offer as sacrifice and partake in what they are bringing to you on this great sheet. This great, it's not a sheet, great white fine linen. Look, they're presenting it as so holy and so pure and so religious. Are you going to partake in it? Are you going to sacrifice unto it, Peter? sacrifice your love and trust to that or to the Lord Jesus Christ. That's your choice. That's a choice for everybody. No, Peter held his own. Way to go, Peter. And I said, not so, Lord, for nothing common or unclean has entered into my mouth. Common, again, is defileth. And we went over that. It's koine, and that's has uh, entered into my mouth, I think he said here. Mouth is stoma. That means as words emanating to the heart, biblical usage of the word. This is the message being conveyed here. Common or unclean. Hey, this word unclean is used the last 21 times or 20 times throughout the Bible. Akathartos, and it means evil spirits. It always implies to evil spirits. So what is the spirit? Hey, the spirit is your governing index of inward thoughts, feelings, and intentions. If you allow evil spirits to meta into your psyche, your spirit, the intellect of your soul, what's going to happen? Your spirit is your psyche. You have a psychological reaction that gets processed by the brain to initiate a physiological response. But this psychological reaction can't exchange physical matter. It's bound by the laws of thermodynamics. Your psyche, your spirit is a closed energy system. Your body, this here, that you, you know, uh, the brain processes a psychological reaction to initiate a physiological response. Hey, this is all about exchanging physical matter into kinetic energy, heat, you know, whatever, everything else. Like this goes back into the dirt. Good riddance. Who wants it? But your spirit, your consciousness, your personality, that's a closed energy system in the laws of thermodynamics, in the laws of the Bible that was written thousands of years before Einstein came up with it. Hey, you go somewhere when you die. Don't fool yourself. Don't think, hey, man, someone tried to argue with me. No, we just dissipate. So the only thing that dissipates of, his, of, of planet Earth and of everything that we see, a closed energy system 
never can dissipate because it can't exchange physical matter. What can it exchange? Our energy system. Information. We're always taking information, right? And in the Bible, information just means light. Of course, she goes somewhere when you die. This guy's telling me it just dissipates. Well, listen, buddy. What? There's no closed energy system that just dissipates. And don't get to me about transformation and entropy. That happens in this body. Not your psyche, your spirit, the intellect of your soul. So this is, he's, he's not allowing it to become corrupted with something dirty, which means of the darkness. Satan defiled the sanctuary by casting doubt on the truth and giving us temptations like this. This would have been very tempting for Peter. Look at this. I'm getting treated like royalty here. This guy, Cornelius, bowed down to me. I could probably get the best. I could probably tell him to get out of the master bedroom and have it for myself in my own private toilet. I could probably have everything Peter's saying. But he didn't do it. Peter held his own. What, that's, this is a great lesson for us today. Hold your own. Do not allow vain curiosities to rule over you and compromise your intelligence for short-term gain. It's about the long term. Think about infinity forward. You go somewhere when you die. This little hundred years or less is counted as a vapor of time in the Bible. Book of James. Not so. Nothing unclean or common has entered into my mouth. We just went over that. But the voice answered again from heaven. What God has cleansed, call not that. Call, don't call that common. Don't call that common. Don't, don't call that something that defiled if, if God cleansed it. So, listen. So once, once you've taught the Bible these people... You know, don't be sitting there judging them and go, listen, these guys are from this country over there. There's some racism. This is, this is what we're saying here. It's okay to be wrong. But about things. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to comment like this. I'm going to say this. No racism, no discrimination against any lifestyle. Period. Period. If they want to know what God has to say, you teach them with no finger pointing. Okay. You don't, and, and, and now you can just say to these people, hey, listen, okay, now you know what the Bible says. I don't care if, if someone comes up here and they have a parade coming up here and then they're saying, but wait, we, won't, we want to learn the Bible. We're not trying to impose uh, moral debauchery upon you, Michael. Say, Come on in. Let's do this. We're going to have a Bible study. I'm going to tell you what the Bible says without pointing any fingers at you. That's biblical law. And then you govern yourself accordingly. And if you want to impose your barnyard morals on me, then that's a whole different story. But if you want to know what the Bible says, I'll tell you. And I'll tell you gentle. You have to have a, uh, a balance between knowledge and grace. It's not about pointing fingers. You are wrong. Do you see this here? That's you. You're going to hell. That is forbidden in the Bible. Just absolutely forbidden. You be gentle with people, kind with people. Let them know when they're asking. If they're not asking, you know, then you can consider people that have always trashed in the Bible, calling it hate speech, laughing at me, the mockers, scoffers. You know, you know who these people are. They'll just sit back and shame you and villainize you and, sh and, and, and lie against you, you know, sitting up on their, uh, belittling you from their high moral horse, you know, the smirks power of a mocker always lies with an accusation never fact you know that glow on the mocker's face is always illuminated by what their own imaginative criticism their own persistent unbelief and i used to say their own oh wait chronic disobedience i'm not giving it to them their imaginative criticism because they're so weak 
they can only they get their criticism from mainstream media catchphrases and a collective of people that come together against the Bible. They don't ask questions about the Bible, they just question it. People can just say anything. The English argument is pointless. When it comes to the Bible and the Quran, the two most least translatable books on planet Earth into the English. And the two most printed, the two most best-selling books in world history. Nothing will even come close to those two books, the Bible and the Quran. Least translatable. The English argument is pointless in both books. But anyways, we teach the Bible here. And don't forget, there's over 55 people from the Bible that are in the Quran, including a whole chapter dedicated to our Lord Jesus Christ. So just consider that our Arab brothers. Love every, anybody. Anybody can come up here. You want to learn the Bible? You want to talk about the Bible? Want to think about things? Talk about things? Yeah, that's what we're talking about here. Okay. All right, let's get, let's get going here. And behold, immediately there were three men already in the house. Oh, I did this three times. Here's the three men. Here's the three chosen vessels. Uh, they were sent from Caesarea, from this good guy, Cornelius. And the Spirit bade me go with them, nothing doubting. Hey, don't doubt it. It's told you what to do. Don't doubt. Don't hesitate. Don't go, hmm, maybe, you know, I got things to do. I'm here down at the beach. I haven't been down here for a long time. You know, no, don't doubt it. You, When God says do something, you go do it. Moreover, these six brethren accompanied me, and we entered into the man's house. There's your six dudes there that we were talking about in the last chapter, which didn't list them until now. We have seven spiritual completeness. Look at the biblical biblical numerics here and he showed us how he had seen an angel as Cornelius which stood and said unto him send men to Joppa and call for Simon whose surname is Peter he didn't go go to that big giant churchy church there and let's get one of these um, fake religious leaders over here that's just gonna you know teach us uh, the, use the Bible as a random book of quotes now I want to know what this book says he was a just man as it's written and he recognizes his king as king of the just as to say high priest after the order of melchizedek himself our lord jesus christ the perfect truth the author of salvation and as i began to speak the holy spirit fell on them as it had on us in the beginning hey we saw it these people are changing the holy spirit fell on them then remembered i the word of the lord how that he said john indeed baptized with water but you shall indeed baptize with the holy spirit for as much then as God gave them the like gift as he did unto us who believeth on the Lord Jesus Christ, what was I that I could withstand them? No racism, no discrimination, not politicizing God's word. If someone's asking you, it doesn't matter who they are or what they've done in their life. That's over. God forgives. Why can't you? Our Lord Jesus Christ forgives. Why can't you? No, people want to wallow in other people's past. Okay? doesn't matter who they are. If they're asking, can you teach me this? You damn well drop everything and you teach it. And you be kind. You be gentle. You have compassion. A balance between grace and knowledge. You know, sit there and try and blow people out of the water like people do to me. You can't go back to your hometown. Don't even think about it. Even carrying this book into my hometown, they probably sizzle up because people won't let go. They want to put a legacy on you. There's a big pile of poop. That was my life. It's over there behind the barn. You want to go wallow in that Rolodex of poop? Michael, back in the year 2000, what the, 2000 whatever, this is what you did. That, put that Bible away, Michael. I want to rub your face in it. And they do all the time. We put a legacy on you, Michael. You are NFG. Know something good, okay? Oh, oh, you're teaching the Bible now? Isn't that just the cutest thing, Michael? Like, really? You know what? You got, you're going to have to put up with that, too. Don't worry about it. You pray for everybody, no matter what. You know, 
no matter what. You just pray for everybody. I want to talk about something here about being wrong. And that's what these guys were, these uh, people that said, Hey, Peter, you, you know, these people aren't circumcised. It's okay to be wrong, right? And, and these, look what these people did. This is a good thing. When they heard these things, they held their peace and glorified God, saying, Then hath God also to the Gentiles granted repentance unto life. The whole, the whole human family. It's open. What did they do? They held their peace. Opposite to running their mouths, getting the hand going, going back into that Rolodex of shit behind the barn. Hey, you want to live back there? You want to go? You can take that to hell because that stuff's not allowed in heaven. God forgives. Forgets the sin. Clean slate. Upon repentance, my mind, my train of thought, my reactive attitude that motivates all actions will never go back into that Rolodex of poop behind the barn. But people love it. And they can have it. Opposite to running their mouths. It's okay to be wrong. Remember Proverbs 9.8. When people who are full of themselves. Proverbs 9.8. Don't even bother to try and reason with the scorner. What are they going to do? They're going to hate you. And the word hate in Proverbs 9.8 is sane. It means a personal hatred. They won't let go of the past. That's hate. No forgiveness. Overfed. Unconcerned. Unforgiving. Unloving. Fakes. They're fakes. It's not in them to forgive. They can put a facade on their face like, oh, it's okay, come on, it's all right, but they're fakes. And that's why you have to be very careful when you get into a new church or something. They go, how did you come to Jesus, Michael? Tell us, how did you come to Jesus? You don't have to tell them nothing. Right? Because you're going to have to go over that Rolodex of shit that's behind the barn that was your life before and they're going to be Oh. They're never going to let it go. That's human character. You don't know who you're talking to. How did I come to Jesus? By this. Through this. I started reading page 1 and I got to Revelation 22, 21 and guess what? Here we are. Let's open the book and let it speak for itself. Remember the book of James warns us about be careful what you say to others, man, because they will use it against you. It happened to me. I walked it so I can talk it, sharing my story. They never forget. They always got the little comments when they're feeling down, when they got an inner void or some unrest, just lack of fulfillment in them. Oh, I have to make myself feel better. Oh, here's Michael. Oh, remember that story he told me about how he came to Jesus. And guess what? I'm going to rub his face in it. Michael, are you, um, are you thinking about... Uh, things you did before like you're okay so shut the f up man Don't, what are you talking about why are you trying to rub my face in it did i indicate to you that oh it happens oh it happens big time okay so remember personal hatred reason with the wise man and he will love you if you tried to never try to deify somebody what happens when you listen to an idiot and then you perpetuate what an idiot says then there are two Thank you, Solomon. That was such a good one that you gave us. It's okay to be wrong. But when people who are full of themselves start to realize that they are wrong about something, what do they do? You see a pattern. They don't do what these guys did here and say they held their peace. Oh, we're going to think about things. Yep, that's right. No. They see, do you see a pattern in society? They turn the tables and verbally attack you, whether it's legit or not. Most of the time it's not. They can't help them. What about you? What about you, Michael? Listen, I'm going back into that Rolodex of poop behind the barn, and I'm going to find so much poop on you that I'm going to come out covered in poop, and I'm going to be sitting here going, hey, are you happy now? You feel better? 
feel better that you rub my face in something that, that a construct in my mind that doesn't even exist that Jesus Christ forgave me for but you can't so guess what you can have that big pile of poop all the way into hell and I pray for you that you let it go before you take it there because that's where it's going okay listen let's, let's get down and now they were scattered abroad upon the persecution that arose about this word persecution against the church that's why they were scattered. And there's Stephen, different Stephen, obviously, than the one that got snuffed two chapters ago. Stephen traveled as far as Phoenix, Cyprus, Antioch, preaching the word to none other but the Jews only. Okay, because they're the only ones that want to hear it right now. That's just what's going on. Okay, this is this is okay. Just roll with it. And some of them were men of Cyprus and Syrian. So we're getting spread. The word's getting spread, which when they were come to Antioch, speak to the Grecians. Okay, those are Greek-speaking and Greek-speaking Jews, which means Aeotus, they're from that certain area of around Judea, okay, preaching Lord Jesus Christ. And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number believed and turned to the Lord. That's how you do it. You continually get preaching. How do you think Stephen was traveling around? How do you think he was traveling around? Because he was being supported by other people. Hey, this guy's taken up his spot in the main remember body of Christ to teach the word of God. Well, he got supported. What do you think he's traveling around? God doesn't send out beggars, right? So then, okay, Paul was an exception. He said, listen, I have every right to ask for money. People should be giving me money. But because of Paul's past, he had a huge guilt. And he said, I'm going to make tents all night. He did. He was a tent maker. That was an exception, right? That's fine. Paul just had something to prove he felt. And the hand of the Lord was with them. Great number believed and turned to the Lord. Do you think they're sitting there with their pastor and then just going, oh, we're going to go out for dinner and uh, we'll see you later and we'll see his pastor sitting there starving. No, everybody supported everybody and watched this come together in this chapter. Then the tidings of these things came into the ears of the church, which was in Jerusalem, and they sent for Barnabas that he should go as far as Antioch. Okay, here you go. You got a job to do, Barnabas. Uh, put on your sandals and start hoofing it. Verse 23, And when he came, he had seen the grace of God, was glad and extorted them all that the purpose of the heart would cleave unto the Lord. The purpose of your heart. Don't read over that. Is it purpose for self-occupation and what's in it for me? Or is it for giving to get yourself back to a place of peace beyond a present comprehension, back into harmony with God? It's about giving. It's about sacrificing for others, giving for others. It's a place of peace beyond a present comprehension, a place of perpetual friendship, a place of safety, certainty, and then departed Barnabas, okay, uh, and he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith, and much people was added unto the Lord, then departed Barnabas to Tarsus to seek Saul, good old Paul there, and when he found him, he brought him into Antioch, and it came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves with the church and taught much people. They were there, that's three years now, Paul, three years. Remember Galatians chapter 1, first three years he spent in Damascus, and now he's over in Antioch. Hey, wait a minute, Antioch is in Syria. All right, I'm not going to do a timeline here, but time is passing, okay? These guys aren't just jumping up, overstepping their spot in the many-member body of Christ, teaching much people. And the disciples were called Christians at Antioch. There's the first time you're going to see that word and the last time in your Bible, Christians. And in these days, and in these days now, people just drop that. I'm a Christian, and what are you saying that for? Most people today, remember, the first shall be the last, the last shall be the first. You just insert the word, the worst shall be the last. And in the last time shall be the worst people. Obviously, look at what's going on in planet Earth today. And people love to use that. People love to use terminology to gain trust through false pretenses. 
show me, I'll see your faith, show me your works. Works without faith is dead. As it's written in the book of James, and in those days came prophets from Jerusalem uh, into Antioch, and there stood up one of them named Agabus, and signified by the Spirit that there should be a great dearth. There's going to be a famine, okay, coming out, which came to pass in the days of Claudius, and that's in other history books too, Claudius Caesar. Then the disciples, every man according to his ability, determined to send relief unto the brethren which dwelt in Judea. There you have it. Note the pattern through the book of Acts is to assemble yourselves together and take care of each other. Okay, compare. All right, I'll, I already gave the analogy about uh, recognizing that the Shepherd's Chapel, even though probably who knows how many miles away that place is. Like I'm in another country, and he is a Southern gentleman. I'm a Northern white trash guy, a little bit harsh. I get it, but anyways, yeah, come together as a many-member body so we can help glorify, magnify, and broadcast God's saving word, and make sure we're taking care of our nutritional and environmental requirements are taken care of. We, t we love each other. We take care of each other. That's what it's all about. Remember the two commandments that cover everything. Matthew 23, 37. The two. Okay? On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. On these two commandments. You love the God with your mind, your spirit, your soul. You love God. It's in you. Okay? To obey to, with an unquestioned obedience to God through the Lord Jesus Christ. And love thy neighbor. On those two precepts, those two commandments are the most important. They cover the whole Bible. Those two right there. You love each other. You don't just leave someone sitting destitute that's in the many member body of Christ. And you don't, there's no such thing as discriminating against others. But you protect yourself. Don't cast your pearls before swine. Don't be a sucker. Don't be a doormat. There's nothing there. When it says be meek in the Bible, meek in the English is exactly opposite to what meek in the Hebrew means. Meek in the English means easily imposed upon and submissive. But meek in the Hebrew, which our Lord Jesus Christ spoke in the Beatitudes, means to afflict yourself with self-discipline. Learn to say no to yourself in the face of all these vain curiosities that come up you, that came up in front of Peter. Well, man, this is a life of luxury put right in front of Peter, and he held his own. He knew not to sacrifice himself and consume what they had to partake, what they were going to give him. And that's the same today. Constantly getting barrages with different ideologies, there's only one. That's the Lord Jesus Christ, the author of salvation, to get you out of this construct and back to a place of peace beyond our present comprehension. And they also did and sent it, to, sent it to the elders by the hands of Barnabas and Saul. Handling the money takes two people, okay? All right? Two. Barnabas and Saul. Remember what Judas did with the money, you know? Hey, Judas, we got to go for lunch. How much money we got in that bag there? I know we got about 40, 50 bucks. She was like, oh, man, we're down 15 bucks. I said, Judas, I just saw someone put a couple Ben Franklins and Andrew Jackson's in there. Where's the money, Judas? Meanwhile, he's out. Okay, it takes two people. Okay, two people. That's, what that's why we have two people handling the money. All right, I want to thank you very much for watching. Have yourself the greatest day, and bye for now.